Right, so we are, wait, episode 10. Haunted. Haunted. I'm Rowan and I'm looking forward to my annual anterior insular cortex diagnostic. <laughs> and I'm Gemma and I want to play with the sleepies. <laughs> All right. We've also got our regular chat, retro, retro chat uh, transcript. <laughs> it needs like a name, like an acronym or something. <laughs> a little intro music. Um, yeah, which I have not just forewarned. Uh, I have not read through. <laughs> so this could be interesting. Um, this is 3rd of June, 2011, 20 to 10. Yeah, My evening, your afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I think I looked out. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it begins. Yes. Hello, I am home. Ooh, hello. I'm in the garden. There is a spider crawling over my keyboard. Ah! It was a very friendly spider. The Very Friendly Spider by R.W. Collins. Smiley face. <laughs> okay, want to watch an episode now? I have time before swim batting. I'm going to try a new pool nearby. Hmm, sorry, sleepy. Yes. Let me shove some food in my gob quickly. <laughs> mm, I'm always I mean, eating. I know. <laughs> Since it's dinner time. Oh, there, look, it's six for you, 6.19. Yeah. Uh, mm, I'm making tuna sandwich. Oh, I used to make those really good tuna sandwiches. <laughs> Me and Nathan made with like this um, this spice that his dad had that was like this particular thing. He like raved about it. I don't know if they discontinued it or something. They all went on about it. It was like a particular yeah. mixture of spices. It was so good. And you put it in a tuna sandwich with mayonnaise and mm. all chopped up uh, raw garlic. I have cold chicken but need some carbs with. Cuscus, I think. Quick and easy. Right, right. Assume launch positions. Oh, blind. My friend Elizabeth came online and I haven't spoken to her in about a year. Right, give me a mo. No probs. Come watch later if you want to chat. Oh, piss. I've messed up times for swimming. Have you missed it? Mm, no, it's okay. I think I'm not going to go. Timing is all wrong. Sorry, sorry. Just trying to figure out. Ah, lazy me. Oh, well. I would have to go now or in 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Everything ends up happening at once at the wrong time, doesn't it? I know. Sometimes nothing happens, she said profoundly. Lol, he said, 21st century. Centralarily. I like that word. Okay, let's watch, baby. Ooh, tweeting is fun. Okay. Yes, right. Well then, haunted. Ah, the thing is frozen on me. Oh no, not frozen thing syndrome. Okay, you do a counter countdown, Brosef. Righty. See if I can get it right this time. I can see the keyboard, which helps. Funf, four, <laughs> three, two, one, zero. Spooky. Daddy, what? Um. Oh, fuck. Is that where they get the personalities from? Dead dudes. Oh, yeah, it must be. I want to be called Miracle Laurie. <laughs> so, yes, risk then. Wow, she's brought back to life a friend of hers. Yeah, how much would that mess you up? Yeah, wow. Is she heartless or what? I mean, you're at your own funeral and just talking business. Yeah, no emotion. Hmm, maybe not the best acted. Yeah, that's possible. Ha, Topher's made himself a playmate. Oh, kind of sweet. 
I find Melly so annoying, her little girl voice. Yeah, but to be fair, he's pretty wet, so they make a good match. Ooh, you know, in this way, Paul is just doing as other clients do, pretending to be with someone when knowing they're just playing a part. Ha, <laughs> true. Wow, low voice. Mm, ugly children. <laughs> Don't spy on your own life. You may find out things you'd rather not know. Aren't they curious how their friend's cl- mother's close friend is like 30 years younger than their mum? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hence the backpacking involved. story, adopted waif. Oh, I see. Oedipus. <laughs> <laughs> I think Eliza is much better at playing tough girls than posh women. Yeah. She's in control the whole time. <laughs> Funnily enough, Amy Acker, the scarred doctor, would be way better at playing Echo. Ooh, man in the shadows. Who's watching? Opium tea. Harsh. Who, Addy? Oh no, horses. He he he's southern. He's been British, Russian, Texan. Nice top. So emo? Leh. It's like a drama school assignment. How many accents can you do? Tropical cookie. Mm. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, it's here, it's here. <laughs> oh, they're really crude and gross. This is like a Poirot episode. Royal Tenenbaums. Huh. He has such cool toys. Is he going to sleep with Sierra? Wow, his doll is getting him drunk. God, why does she always get used for sexy sex? Well, she wants to play with the sleepies. This could go very odd. Dolls programming dolls. Is there a maid? It's always the maid. The strange daughter. Ah, oh Christ. <laughs> God, I wasn't expecting that. Ah, I have headphones on and there are neighing sounds in the background. Yeah, that is a cool top. Probably the kind of family that had slaves at some point. Yeah, rich middle-class white yanks. I think we have to have another conversation with Addie to know what's going on here. Like, that wasn't what happened. Ooh, laser quest, fun. He's going to get told off when his mum gets home. <laughs> What's she wearing? Is she going to propose? Boy, she has very low self-esteem. Ooh, vamp face. Is that what they figured he would like? Ah, he's fierce. Hmm. Yeah, she's so passive. Destructive relationship, anyone? Creepy. Look out! Ooh! Eek! <laughs> He tried to kiss her. Ugh. Oh, he sounded just like Sofa then. Quant- sofa? Topher then. <laughs> Quantum Leap. Striving to put right what you fucked up last time. <laughs> Great. That's where the country's money goes. People starving and other people gambling millions. Brilliant. Yep. Stock markets are just clever gambling. Tantrum temper. Temper. Oh, no. Convenient large weapon. Ah. <laughs> Jeez. She's like a cartoon villain sitting at her big chair in the dark. Oh, it's his birthday. Oh, poor sweetie. He probably doesn't sleep with her. He just hangs out playing video games. Yeah, just wants a friend he doesn't have to lie to. The sun, the sun. Ah! Oh, boy. Oh, no. Horse tranks. Very Oedipal. Wow. Headphone fight noises are very loud. Thump, thonk. Crunch. Twice. (laughs) Wait, did they just find this? She planted it. Wouldn't they have already searched her room? Oh, soppy. Hear that, Paul? Not all the time. Ah! Oh, ah. <laughs> Don't know what kind Here, of are. have a letter I just forged. Love the gold dress. 
does that count as assisted suicide? Flip, yeah. Want to watch another? <laughs> oh, go on then. Pudding first. God, it makes it sound like all I do is eat and watch telly. More food, more telly, more food, more telly. <laughs> Me Homer. Uh, it's sunny outside and I haven't been working all day. I have even less excuse, if it's excuses one needs. I don't feel I have the energy for swimming. I feel all sleep. <laughs> I'm actually being to wake up a bit. When I finished work, I felt like I was about to collapse. Or I just cut my hair some more. Gah, I started cutting it because I was hot and out of boredom and didn't do a very good job. So I had to keep going and then I couldn't stop. (laughs) 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 Exclamation mark. (laughs) I think I've made it a little bit better. It was getting really long and now I've cut it all off. Ah, what have I done? Oh, well, it's cooler for the summer. Um... Shave it and tattoo your head with a mystic symbol. Remember someone at school saying he'd only shaved his head because he'd accidentally set fire to his fringe? Do you remember who that is? <laughs> oh my God, I dreamt about shaving my hair. I think it was because of cutting my hair yesterday. Premonition. Oh God, Nathan will come home and I'll be bald. Cripes, tripes. I mean, cripes. I'm going to have an eclair. Yes, I have eclairs in my drawer of inappropriate foodstuffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good drawer to have. I think one of my colleagues has one of those in his desk, but I don't think Nathan will be fooled by you putting an eclair on your head instead of hair. Or are they just bait to distract him when he arrives? <laughs> new eclair wigs. <laughs> Love chocolate? Have no hair? Try new eclair wigs. Patient pending. Do not use after date stamped on the packet. Always read the label. <laughs> has passed into slang as in, that person is really eclairing me out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, could you cope with more tofurization? Indeed. I mean, yes. Something smells bad in here. <laughs> Dying hair? Ah. <laughs> it's all right. You can get the dollhouse to imprint its memory into someone else's hair. Oh, okay. Wow. If I could imprint someone, what would I do? Hey, there's one punt <laughs> I haven't tried yet. Use this shampoo and get someone else's hair. Without the moral implications. Yeah, I quite like Eliza Dushku's hair, however how you spell her name. Looks very luscious. Prob had loads of products in, right? Annoyingly, VLC pauses a bit before playing when you start something. <laughs> my DVD player spins up the disc very loudly first. Like, oh my God, I've got to play it. Help, where is it? Oh, there it is. Play. Buffing it. <laughs> Whereas VLC is going, what? You have something in the drive? Where? 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 <laughs> Slay the vampire buffer. Oh, look, we invented it before they did. <laughs> before buffering. <laughs> Ooh, see what you did there. Right, quick before the NATO gets home. NATO? NATO. You sub you subject to international sanctions. <clears throat> okay. All right, this is getting into the, the next, next one, one now. <laughs> that man's really clearing me out. <laughs> that didn't catch on. We didn't say that ever again. But we should have done. Oh, amazing. Oh dear. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so. So yes, the horsey posh girl Poirot weird episode. Um we start with horse riding, much to Gemma's chagrin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this one. Oh. <laughs> 
Although I quite like it as a sort of like little whodunit. Yes. Like, um, and it's quite succinct. Like it gives us a little insight to Olivia. <laughs> her actual name. It's, so yeah, it's, it's a bit more, it's a bit more focused than some, yeah. it doesn't have loads of plot, other things plot threads going on at once. Yeah. Yeah. So we start with horse riding. I've written gross yuppies. Like the and it's like the beginning of a six feet under episode. I felt like it had the same yes. kind of quality of it. Like oh god, someone's going to die. Like they always had something. You're like oh no, are they going to have a horrible horse yeah, accident like, or something? Be good. I have yeah. no intention of being good. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, um, and then the horse comes back. Big horse, no rider. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do, do you do you even remember it i don't even remember it I just, like, oh yeah it's probably like a little big shit no chief big chief no shit and then you just kept what big chief, no shit big chief, no shit <laughs> what was he given big shit no chief what? <laughs> That made him into an entire shit. So, listeners, if you could, if you could, if you could uh, fit the fit the joke to this punchline, please do get in touch. You win a prize. You win an eclair. I'll send through the post. A hairy eclair. Right. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, a <laughs> big horse, no rider. Um. And it's a really short, cold open in this one. It's one yeah, minute long. I, was, I know. What? What happened? <laughs> For once, an actual punchy short open that does what oh. a short open is supposed to do. Has two short scenes, introduces <laughs> you to the key plot point, and then gets on with the credits and leaves you to the rest of the episode. Yeah. So then we wake and up with, um, the, with the lovely line, oh. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, you're dead. <laughs> oh, I didn't even write that down. That's what, <laughs> that's what DeWitt says to Echo oh, when we... she wakes up. Oh, as yeah. DeWitt says it's to... Her friend in Echo's body. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, you're dead. And I did notice again that she called her Addy. I just thought it was, yeah, because we haven't heard her. I guess that's like, it's quite a neat way of going like, oh, she does have friends, but she has like a nickname. She's not all. Yes. Just... Well, then yeah, we've already seen she her with. Hangs out with. We've already seen her with um, Hunky Dude, haven't we? At this point, so we know she's lonely and she. Yeah. Roger. Roger. But it's kind of, yeah, <laughs> building on that thing of, yeah, Aww. kind of friendships and loneliness theme. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we get Boyd and Topher. Um, Topher, like, ragging on Boyd as he does. Saying, yeah. Now you get to be twice <laughs> as not fun. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's been made into security guard now. He's no longer a handsome. Yeah. After um, dot, 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 Dominic. As, yeah. they, as they put it, <laughs> treading carefully around the subject. Yeah. And he's saying that most of the actives are on rest. He calls him Papa Bear. So <laughs> And then I've like, stop, he's a homophobic. Because he's going about special friends. Yeah, I thought that was a bit cringy. Who was he saying that to? Special friends? Not special friends. Not special friends, brackets, either in makes obscene gesture. I don't know what, I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, but some, yeah, insinuation. Is he saying it to Boyd? Oh, no, he's saying to Addy. Is he saying he's, about... He's saying uh, about DeWitt, DeWitt and her friend. Her special friend. 
and telling her <laughs> special friends. Special I mean, not friends. that kind of special friend. What? Although now I'm kind of picturing that. Oh, yeah. That, oh, fuck off. Yeah, though late late night after too much wine. Mm, shut up. Let's pass over that. Um, um, but he's, uh, I've put down, he's wearing Topher clothes watch. He's wearing a kind of patchwork coat that made me think of kind of 1980s kids TV. He's got kind of like brightly colored patches all oh, over it. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I can't believe I didn't notice a wardrobe thing. Why have I written anterior interior? The, Someone say it. He says he's got to do his anterior, my annual oh, anterior yeah. insular cortex diagnosis. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and I wrote that down to check. And that is indeed a real part of the brain. Um, and I found this wonderful sentence on Wikipedia. Oh. The anterior insular cortex is believed to be responsible for emotional feelings, including maternal <laughs> including, sorry, I'll start that again. <laughs> the anterior insular cortex is believed to be responsible for emotional feelings, including maternal and romantic love, anger, fear, sadness, happiness, sexual arousal, disgust, aversion, unfairness, inequity, indignation, uncertainty, disbelief, social exclusion, trust, empathy, sculptural beauty, a state of union with God, and hallucinogenic states. What? <laughs> what? There's a part of your brain so that's that the, is... that part of the brain is associated with all those things. So quite, um... And that's the part that he's running a diagnostic on. What's the word? They're quite uh, sort of abstract things. They're yeah. not like happiness, hunger. or No, but it's interesting. And I wondered if... It's a more spiritual um, Joss or someone on the writing staff had looked up an appropriate bit because they're quite mm. interesting. You know, they're all, you know, it being a bit about emotions, you know, the, we later learn what his diagnostic actually is, but yeah. Happiness, arousal, disgust, aversion, social exclusion, trust. More relevant than it being a bit of the brain to do with vision or... Mm. So what's he doing with, with well, this? We don't, we, don't find it, we don't find out until later, but he, he, says, he says it to Boyd as his excuse for... He asks for an, an off-duty active to... Uh, Runs oh. diagnostic on. All right, 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 right. And Boyd's like, I don't know what I'm signing off, but I don't really know how to argue with you, so I'm going to sign it off anyway. And, and Tofa knows that, like, he knows he can say anything. You just come out with these terms, and yeah. people will be like, yeah, whatever. We don't. No one knows, knows yeah. what you're as saying. As far as Boyd's concerned, it's techno babble. But I thought it was uh -huh. interesting that actually it isn't. <laughs> the, it, it, yeah, it actually isn't techno babble. It's actually kind of vaguely relevant. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> life after death where does that end yes um, i wrote that down as well and then uh the reply is same place it begins death <laughs> um okay um we've got olivia and echo that's confusing because that's completely the wrong names i i just can't do it <laughs> i can't do names at the best of times uh having wine and then I've got like Olivia Echo having wine, Eliza, and then I'm just like so confused. <laughs> um, Eliza touches herself up. Yes, yeah, she's kind of <laughs> enjoying Echo's body and going, ooh, yeah, ooh, nice is... body, Addy. And she says it's only a loner, and I thought it makes it sound like a, a courtesy car that you yeah. get when your car's broken down. <laughs> she, also, she goes like, I'm pointing to the sky and grabs her breasts. 
<laughs> Brilliant. It's <laughs> a good line. I should have had that as my introduction. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be at their own funeral? She says. Uh, I don't know if anyone would. I. It sounds terrible. How? Like. I don't know, but I kind of like in the, a Terry Pratchett way, like in Terry Pratchett, when you die, death comes to collect you. And he has this thing always where uh, they see themselves dead on the floor. Mm. And, they, and then they have like a curious lack of fear or like any strong emotions. Um, and he's just like, yeah, without all the glands and the stuff swashing around you, like, <laughs> yeah. you're not actually feeling, you know, and they're like, oh, it's so freeing. I don't have to like worry about any of these things anymore. So it's the thing about this. It's like, I know this is not the same situation, but it kind of made me think of it like, yeah, if you were actually at your own funeral in that capacity, it would, that would be okay. Cause you wouldn't feel anything. You'd just like, yeah. oh, how interesting. <laughs> But does that, yeah, does that kind of explain her detachment a bit that she's having a bit of a kind of Maybe. out of body experience in that sense? Because I mean, you also could actually feel things. A sociopath. <laughs> you think she is? Well, no, but she's very, she's a bit emotionally repressed, um, locked down, isn't she? Yeah, which the that's is kind as well. of the arc at the end of the episode. So, oh, I've released myself in a kind of sudden oh, <laughs> sudden u-turn suddenly i know how to get in touch with my emotions mm. after being dead for a day yeah so olivia's been all like down and um yeah what is, what is her name margaret she's just like oh he wouldn't be at their funeral she's all cheery and olivia's like my friend just died shows some respect yeah <laughs> it's strange she's like what this is your friend. yeah and she's kind of like i'm actually really lonely and this is kind of making it worse and so like, oh come on do it enjoy yourself i don't want to you're my friend and you're dead yeah, yeah. um it's an odd odd relationship yeah. um yeah. and margaret says it's definitely suspicious i they said it was a heart attack, but I was perf perfectly healthy and ridiculously wealthy. Mm. She was like, in a nice, being, nice bit of rhyme. Being accused of being really like paranoid. And she's like, well, when I was three, my nanny put ground glass in my nap time snack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, she wrote uh, herself into her own will so that she could come back as her own friend. I didn't look it up. But I feel like the sun, the blonde guy is that who i mean no he's not the son the blonde guy i feel like i've seen him in something oh is he the brother anyway i didn't i forgot to look it up maybe it's just me remembering watching this episode from last time that happened <laughs> yeah I'm like i've seen him in something it's like this <laughs> just when i watched it um so uh but yeah they do have quite you know they're relatively deep because it's all joss's friends but also yeah, they're a reasonably strong cast often, aren't they? You might, you might have seen them. Yeah, yeah true. Always. They're yeah. not always just Randos. cheap extras, as it were. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Echo brackets Margaret, <laughs> Eliza, whatever, go, uh, tells Olivia who everyone is, goes through the morgue, introduces the family, and she's like, I love that she says, like, oh, there's... Uh, William or whatever he's called. I haven't seen him in a dog's age. It's like a real sort of Southern American thing. Um, and then the husband, they're like, he's young, her husband. Um, yeah, and, and she has like no emotional reaction to any of them until the, yeah. uh, the husband comes the in husband. and then she's like, she catches her breath and goes, yeah. Jack. Yeah. 
Um, and, there's loads, and they lay it on really thick about how kind of upper class, rich, white family mm. they are and say, she was not the first of that name. And she, <laughs> and she talks about the loyal household staff lining the walls and things and they're like really laying it on thick as they yeah. are privileged they are but in a sort of old-fashioned way i feel although i don't know do people live like that in the noughties i don't know it seemed like a sort of 1950s kind of yeah i don't know whether there really is a class of people and with like staff and lucky woman until recently <laughs> and then we get to um frankenstein at tofa's and he's wearing a horrible... <laughs> yeah i put that as well frankenstein lighting again <laughs> yeah He's wearing a horrible hoodie, I've said, but maybe it's the same jacket that you noticed. I don't know. I just said he's wearing a horrible hoodie in this episode. It's sort of brown, I think. It's, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's odd. It's brown. It's got kind of brightly coloured patches stitched onto the sleeves. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I put down, he's using his powers for childish geeky chill outs. Yeah. It's kind of cute, even though... Once again, I feel like we're being bamboozled with this. Like, it's like, I don't know. Is it like Joss is successfully, it's a bit like with, um, what's his name, uh, Xander and Buffy, where you're like, he's very good at sort of like, okay, this douchebag man that like you want to hate, but I'm going to make him so he's lovable. And like, you feel like annoyed because you're like, no, I want to not like Sander. He does terrible things. Or I want to not like Topher because he's really sexist and homophobic, but I can't help it because of the way you've written him. (laughs) And the actors you've got who are like, obviously your favourite, like, you know, you can tell that he's giving them all the best lines. And like, I don't know. It's kind of like Joss himself, I feel. It's just like, Ah, yeah. I want to be annoyed at you, but you're sort of lovable. Because <laughs> 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 so, this is kind of cute. He's like, yeah, programmed Sierra as a little buddy. Yeah. Um, and, she, and she's cool as always. She's just so good in every bit that she's yeah. in. Yeah. They're my favourite bits. <laughs> and then yeah, we, she's a very believable. So mm. it's, yeah, it's well... She's convincing. Well-directed scene. She's very convinced. She gets up out the chair and is immediately... Yeah. Her whole body language yeah. is right for the character that her he's energy her to and the way, and Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's like a female Topher. Which is... Is that what you... I get it like that. that yeah, that would be his fantasy. He wants someone to, like, challenge him and be as smart as him and, like, play games and things. But it's essentially, like another him i don't know Is yeah that what i would like want? him i don't know <laughs> it's like him wanting his kind of soulmate you know best te- teenage teenage best friend yeah, who hang, hangs out and does all the same things and has all the yeah. same interests and yeah oh. um and then we ugh, we cut from that to and then we cut eating. to ballard Melly being eating. a bad cook because they're the cliche couple they really fucking and obviously are. he can't do anything that she could do and vice versa because that would make them two hey. like rounded human beings. I don't think um, she should be that snappy. Okay. I know the quickest way to kill a relationship is to take the temperature. I'm fine and you're adorable. Adorable. Ah, oh, I want to kill them. I hate them so much. Yeah. Yeah, I've written gender stereotypes. Um, yeah. but then 
Should they drink or something? And I hate this thing of like, oh, I don't want to do anything wrong. I don't want to do anything wrong. And he fucking loves it. Like he thinks that he doesn't, but he loves it. He loves her being all pathetic and low self. Yeah. I hate it. But then he bags her wine glass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I, I, I just wrote down, it's like, surely there's an easier way he could get fingerprints. They're in each other's flats, like, constantly. What <laughs> bit of hair? From her hairbrush? Yeah. Or the pillow? So whatever he needs it for, so a really elaborate thing to do compared to, say... It's just like a, that's like a sort of um, real filmic thing, isn't it? It looks good on the camera. But yeah. Like, it still would be like if he'd like, gone and got a bit of top. hair from her hairbrush or something. Um, and then we cut to uh, a drunken guy quizzing the drunken guy who's the brother quizzing oh, yes. Echo, Margaret, like who she is. <laughs> and then we get the story of like, well, how do you know? Yeah. Uh, and you get the kind of Margaret. unhappy families of them all saying how, mm. how hope, hopelessly unemotional she was and they had to. Yeah, they always felt they had to please her, and she said, "No, she. I. I mean, she. I. I mean, she was lovely, wasn't she? <laughs> Why do you all hate her? She's doing. Stop such, hating me. I mean, her. She's doing such a bad job at pretending. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. She slips up constantly. So, like, us from the get go, like, yeah, she. We met in backpacking, and she showed me Morocco. It's like, really? They were like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and the kids here just seem gross so that's how they yeah. get up start with you just like oh they're horrible like really horrible and they look gross they just do you know what i mean like the way they're dressed and the way their faces are just like eh. um but actually i said that the guy the son reminds me of nick brendan a lot he's just got like a zander vibe he's just got that kind of like <laughs> like sort of i don't know do you know what i mean like very american kind of I don't know, there's something Nick Brendan-y about him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the way he moves and things. Kind of, um, yeah. And again, they're kind of the ar- archetype of that class of family, aren't they? Uh, yeah. And one of them says, uh, um, you may be here to mourn yeah. Margaret Banford or whatever she's called. The rest <laughs> of us, we just live here. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh. <laughs> so, I thought this was going to be a bit more support you, <laughs> mm. a bit more. Uh, um, and then is this the bit where she goes out to get some air and then the guy, the son comes the, out. The, and the son comes, comes out and comes on to her and she's like, oh my God. And then like she starts really retching. badly <laughs> overacts it. Yeah. <laughs> so Eliza's like really hams yeah, this scene. really up, so. hammy. Really hammy. And the guy doesn't even seem bothered. He's just like, oh, well, I don't really. That's the worst reaction I've had in a while. But he's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, really, dude? He's just like, you know, not that put off, really. This is sort of like, oh, well, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> just, okay. Um, a hunky young husband. Um, and he calls. What? She um so see Margaret calls DeWitt up going, so oh, it's yeah. all going wrong, they all hate me. And she's wearing <laughs> she's wearing heeled slippers in her oh, bedroom. <laughs> like a silk. So what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um 
and she's sort of like oh you know it's all terrible and they will hate me and blah 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 and uh I think DeWitt must say delusions aren't worthless they're the, the heart of most relationships is that what she said yeah. yeah I just I just wrote down it's like DeWitt should not get a job at Relate it's really no. not a very like, oh yes illusions are at the heart of most relationships it's like yeah. No. Not, <laughs> not a no. Not a no. healthy relationship. No. <laughs> and there's someone watching her from the window. Mm. Watching through the dramatic music. I <laughs> through the thick dramatic music. <laughs> um, and then we got Boyd talking to Dewitt. <laughs> he walks in. I love this. It's yeah. Exchange. He walks in. He goes eternal, eternal life. <laughs> and she says, "Nice adjective. Excellent noun. Is there more?" <laughs> yes. And then a worker brings in tea. So, so I've said she shouldn't work out. She shouldn't work at Relate. Maybe she should be an English teacher. Yeah. Yeah, then she, someone brings in tea. Yes. I said, is that Judith? Oh, yes. I've forgotten about Judith. Judith. Judith has brought in the tea. Maybe that's all she does. She just sort of the up. drug. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if she's credited and IMDB has ridiculously thorough credits. I don't know where they get them all from. Um, but there is indeed um, an actress credited as Dollhouse Staff, mm. um, who is called Patrizia Barreto. Good name. So she's um, Judith. Yeah, she's just been been extras in various things. Do you think she's Judith um, and some other background people? <laughs> 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 just like. Um, morality doesn't exist without the fear of death. I don't know if I'm saying that or if someone said it. Are my notes <laughs> <I'm> here? <laughs> I've just written well, this down. <laughs> Boyd is Boyd is implied. I don't know if it's a direct quote. Mm. Um, oh, DeWitt yeah, says, I'm not planning on presiding over the end of Western civilization. Also, she might though, manage it by mistake. Boyd, I don't really understand Boyd says you're asking her to voluntarily die. What does he mean? Because she's got to give the body back. Okay. So she's so this woman's been brought back to life, given Echo's body, and she's got to walk back in the dollhouse, mm. knowing that yeah, you know, unlike the normal constructs who are programmed to think they're going for a treatment, mm. she knows exactly what's happening and that she's going to get in the chair and be dead. Also, oh, this just a, uh, this was probably just a common thing, but Boyd says follow the money. That's a very um, Vimes thing in, uh, to go back to Pratchett again. Pratchett always has, that's what Vimes always says, follow the money when he's on a chase. Don't know, but maybe that's just a thing. It's a common trope. Uh, then we get Victor. Hooray. I, I just put down here, say, um, so Boyd's been investigating. DeWitt kind of gives him an opening because she knows full well he's been investigating, even though she hasn't asked him to. Um, and he suddenly floods out with he's done loads of investigation. Mm. But I just put down King's Ransom yeah. is the most is the laziest name for <laughs> a really valuable horse. <laughs> yeah. <Holy> crap. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like comic book writing. So yeah. we need an expensive horse. What's a horsey name that sounds expensive? King's Ransom. Really? And original. And like, yeah. Um yeah, so Victor's come to check out the horses. Uh, and then I hate this scene. I obviously did last time because I said that thing about the emo, but it's just ridiculous. Like, it's just a sort of, it's embarrassing. The whole thing is yeah. so embarrassing and hammy. It's just not 
realistic. So the daughter's crying and then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so emo. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like Echo or whatever is like, oh, it's natural that you'd be so Elmo. <laughs> she's like, really? <laughs> like, A, no one ever said I am emo. It was like an internet thing. Like, it was a st- like, yeah. that's just not how it was ever used. And also, like, that's just, just naff. It's just naff. Yeah. Anyway. Um, also, that whole scene that I just put down, say, someone actually feeling emotion? Stop them. Yeah. It's like, how, how dare you feel emotion? You say, oh, no, I'm feeling emotions. I can't cope with it. It's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Your mum's just died. <laughs> and this is where we get the tropical cookie she's talking about. Right? Like, and she went off to someone. Cookie she picked up in Manila. It's amazing. Um, just like, just like you just watch him as soon as your ass hits the sheets, then come back to me and tell me like he's not that he's some faithful. And she's just like, oh God, what she's implying that this young husband has been playing around um yeah but yeah he hasn't though has he so i don't know why no, she's saying that well, she's just, just like disgusted by how young he is or something. i i think she, yeah that it, i think it, it's the cliche yeah it's the cliche it's kind of like mum's got an mum's got a new young partner it's a, i mean fair enough boy. like if he's the same age as you Paranoia. it's gross like it's gross yeah and so then we cut to Ballard, who's yeah, sorry, looked just, his way into the office. Yeah, but also, I, well, I just, I, I, I feel that, like, it's, I mean, it's the worst secret, worst kept secret, or the worst secret is her connection to the dollhouse and the fact that she had a, her memory stored. So the worst thing, in a way, that their mum did, the biggest secret that she kept, was the fact that she'd been visiting that friends, best friends, with someone who owns an underground thing where like <laughs> and has had her memory stored like without telling any of her family that's weird <laughs> anyway, I just thought <laughs> yeah because it's never alluded to that like that's the big thing really <laughs> like what anyway uh yeah there's then we cut to Dollage and the eggy FBI so, woman Yes, he looked his way into her office somehow um, and just appears from the corner. Um, and then we have this, have a wonderful, that is definitely how computers work scene, <laughs> where they run the fingerprints and the uh, files pop up on the screen one by one and then close <laughs> themselves mysteriously. Yeah, because the FBI are closing them. Because obviously no, if you covered it. up the tracks of something, you'd cover it up just after it appeared on, <laughs> you'd watch until somebody accessed it and then delete it in front of them rather than just deleting it in advance. Also some of the names, like who's Polly Keller comes up? So they're presumably all the people that... Are in the dollhouse. Melly has been. No, they're all people that Melly has been. So they're oh. running Melly's fingerprints. Got you, got you, got you. Um, and it shows up all over the place because that mm-hmm. active has been involved in various crime scenes and identified as different people. But as if that wouldn't have happened before as well. Like, so you're right. Like, why would it come up at all and then like fade just after they've seen it? But also, like, why would it 
why is it not this not happened before yeah because <laughs> <laughs> if they've been but, all over ooh. the place but it's enough to convince fbi woman also why like, are her I'm finger- beginning to believe wait but why that. are her fingerprints on the record she's got you only have that if you've got a criminal record yeah it's not like everybody's fingerprints are just on a database (laughs) (laughs) until you look at them and then they disappear they're always doing that in tv things aren't they looking at running fingerprints like just wanting to run some what yeah i wonder how it actually is a bit of uh eggy a bit of moving moving the plot forward without any real rational explanation that's in mm. but yes ballard has finally convinced his his colleague that maybe he's really onto something yeah, she's like oh maybe you are onto something <laughs> this is ridiculous um and then we get oh sierra and i have to say i'm with tofia i've got a bit of a crush on sierra i mean i have anyway but definitely as, <laughs> as this character i'm like yep I'm all for this. She's she's looking hot. And I was trying to work out, I played this this bit a few times because I was trying to work out what they were doing. So they're playing, they're talking across the hallway, across the landing, and they've been playing some game like running around, some kind of laser questy thing. Yeah. And um and they're throwing throwing a American yeah, football. Throwing at each American other, football at each other. And then they're playing some kind of word game. And I was trying to work out what what are they doing? And then I so I finally worked it out. I watched it like two or three times. <laughs> identical gravity and atmosphere on other planets. Is that two? I'll give you one. That's fair, one ecosystem for a whole planet. Good. Human alien crossbreeding without scientific intervention. Nice. Flamey explosions and sound in a vacuum. Yes. Good job. Oh, but there's so much more. Lightspeed travel, space storms, and sexy, sexy aliens. Well, I, I said classic sci-fi airs. Now you're just attacking good storytelling. Speaking of sci-fi, can we play with the sleepies? No. Come on, Topher. We could have them battle one another and bet on them like gladiators. We can't play with the sleepies. Or we could have them act out to get to right, film it and see who gets more hits on YouTube. That's not a bad idea, but no. Want to play chess? A variant? Oh, flying chess. Excellent. But how about every time you lose a piece, you drink? Sounds good advantage me so they're 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 um trading sci-fi tropes yeah so they're like these are all the things that tv like sci-fi tropes that don't would never work that don't that couldn't exist i thought that's quite cool that was a very joss (laughs) nerdy bit (laughs) um and probably he's been guilty of some of them i don't know yes uh, (laughs) uh yeah, and then he's like, um, oh, don't, like, you're ruining something for me. Like, you can't. can't yes, he, yeah, she said something. He's like, no, you can't, no, not, not allowed so to. So one ecosystem one. per planet. Uh, that's, so that's I don't like, understand that we're one. We're going to the jungle planet, the oh, desert planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ice planet. Yeah. Um, Human-alien crossbreeding, yeah, without scientific intervention. That's good. So they just have sex with an alien. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Um, explosions. Yeah. Okay. And sound in a vacuum. Yeah. 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 Um, and then that's when she's like, "Can we play with the sleepies?" 
Lee's like, no. And we play with the sleepies. No, we can't. Sleepies. Is at, least, at least he draws the line. He's like, no. Yeah, he's like, and you you can see him like being yeah. almost tempted. And yeah. then he's like, no, no, we can't do that. And she she's say like, we could like, goes, oh, but we could do such and such. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, that would be awesome. But no, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Was it like, <laughs> make them fight or something? Yeah, I couldn't quite make out what she was saying. She's going on about the, like making them wrestle each other yeah. and then doing something and filming it and putting it on youtube yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like i mean that would be uh, awesome but no no no, no we're no, not no, doing no. that not gonna do it not gonna do it he knows he'll never be allowed to have this again if he does something like that yeah taken away from him but then she she suggests um she gets him to suggest uh a drinking game and then she's yeah. like advantage me because she wants him drunk <laughs> yeah Aww. why does he only get this once a year it's really sad can't he do it more often and i've put that she's uh um like the the devil on his shoulder in the cartoons she's being his kind of yeah all uh, his his deep his deep, deep desires like what he really wants to say no no must resist i can't take yeah. this too far kind of thing and we got uh, Echo again. Obviously, I like her top. I can't remember what it's like, but I like it. <laughs> um, and the tropical cookie is leaving. Um, he knows knows a spy. He says he knows a spy or something. He knows there's a spy. Huh? But he proved he was he was faithful because she tries to come on to him. And he's like, yeah, she tries oh, to come on to him. What are you doing? And he's not buying it. But he does say, Margaret belonged here. I didn't. Oh, kind of sad. Um, and then that like horrible horse. And so then he's up. like eliminated as the suspect, and we move on to the next one. Yeah. And then, gets, and yeah. then we get yeah that. I was <laughs> like so Nick Brendan again with the horse rearing. We don't need horse rearing. It's unnecessary. <laughs> uh, and the sun says stop. And there's more tasty whiskey. There's lots of tasty TV whiskey drinking in this episode. It's such a trope. It's one of my favorite tropes. Like whiskey, people are always downing whiskey in TV. And yeah. like, you know, any time of the day, just, oh, here, have a whiskey. And it always looks so good. And they look mm, really <laughs> yummy. It's like not how actually whiskey tastes, which is kind of horrible most of the time. <laughs> but I was wondering with the, with the whiskey thing, do you think some actors just excel in drinking whiskey? <laughs> like looking good doing it and like smacking their lips and just, you know, What's knocking your speciality? it back. I am very good at drinking whiskey. <laughs> Some people are really good at a certain type of man of a certain age that just has to drink whiskey and things and they just make it look so good. But I feel yeah. like if I did it, it'd just be like, I just, you'd just be drinking. It wouldn't look very interesting. It's a skill. Drinking elegantly. She's got so much makeup on. I don't know who, presumably Echo. Just so much. It's just plastered on. <laughs> really dates this i think i don't think people put so much makeup on actors now it's a bit more mm. natural looking um so in that so she goes to the drunken uncle and he says do you believe in ghosts um and she's oh. like oh well i'm dead ha 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 but i just put down to it i'd love it if um she just did like a panto ghost impression and was like, <laughs> Ooh, i am a ghost <laughs> might as well have done the way yeah. that this episode is done. I mean, it would just be. And then he yeah. he like convinces her that he's not the one that killed her, and then 
mumbles a name for her to investigate next. And that point, I started getting bored of the, <laughs> not bored, but I started losing track of the kind of murder mystery I, thing because they're all like naming the next suspects. Like, ah, oh, but I think you should investigate. Miss I know. Well, I didn't even make a note. So I obviously was bored. Yeah, no idea. Like, because I mean, I'm not very good at remembering names at the best of times. <laughs> Either but in something that. like this, where all the characters are introduced in the episode, yeah, and then like, they just refer care. to them by name, and you're like, I've Who's no that? idea who, yeah, ah, yes, John and Jack and, and Bob and Bill, you and like, you don't care about any of them because you've never no. seen them before, and you don't care about Margaret because you've never seen her before. So I don't care <laughs> who killed her. I just don't care. And they're all very unlikable people as well, which doesn't. Help. Yeah, I also was like thinking, um. About the humor thing like it's, it's different like in Buffy like his main character is the one that has the witty line like I mean she's not that funny <laughs> Buffy she's a bit <laughs> but she has that's her thing isn't it like while she's fighting she has her like little lines that and they all try yeah. to do it and they can't do it and it, in this it's like the main character has no humor whatsoever like even when she's herself, yeah. Echo, she's just not funny. <laughs> <laughs> the only funny character is Topher. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, but he's doing his like laser quest, and he's doing a like in a world where da -da -da. yeah, and that kind of Judge Dread or something, <laughs> or that like cinema voice. <laughs> yeah. In a world where all men are guilty until proven dead. One man stands as our only hope in the fight against the... I told you I've got your back. Nice! Or, I told you you'd get it in the end. The quickest way to a man's heart is through his back. I'm sending you back to the future of being dead. <laughs> this one's going nowhere. Um, and I, at this point, watching it, I didn't remember that uh, Dewitt had set it up. I was like, "Why didn't she care that this is going yeah, on?" Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> saying, not not entirely clear why nobody else is there. And uh... mm. so, yeah, does Topher live in the dollhouse? Well, because there's something in another episode where it says that he hasn't. Someone's asking him when they all get interviewed because yeah. they're all suspects. Oh no, that was that was. Uh, Amy Acker they're like when's the last time you went outside and she's like she hasn't been outside but I don't know if Topher does and he gets all his food delivered yeah yeah Where he's always kind he of there when, every, when, when he's there when everybody else isn't because like with this it's kind of like everything's yeah. kind of shut down and he's just kind of hanging around there it might be part of his deal that he gets somewhere to live as well yeah he's just you got like an like apartment a, in the you complex think he'd somewhere. want like a fancy penthouse flat with like gaming just has rooms his games consoles and sofas and perhaps he's just there to play so laser much. tag with um Latin, maybe he has to do like Latin. nights you know because he has to be on call and things so maybe he's just there ends up being there all the time but he does yeah. have a flat he just hardly ever goes there maybe he doesn't really want to go out to the world because well, there's nothing there for him it's the first thing yeah he doesn't because that's kind of the point of this diagnostic that he doesn't have any friends outside the dollhouse he doesn't really have what about his family married to different jobs he's just a little boy really isn't he mm. 
And then we got flimsy Melly, ugh, nuzzling your yes, shirt. Yes, trying way too hard. She's nuzzling his shirt. Not that they're not nuzzle worthy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Good fucking and God. And she goes, it doesn't have to mean anything. It's like, ah. Oh. I've, I've written have any less <laughs> like, I've written. agency and self-esteem i've written nuzzling your shirts nuzzle worthy Ugh. oh my fucking god she's the epitome of low self-esteem i really really hate this really hate it <laughs> he's turned on <laughs> by this and now he's aggressive what the fuck this is so not okay <laughs> i'm just like this scene i don't even know if i could talk about it it's so disturbing yeah it's almost worse of... than a rape scene because it's so like near the knuckle i just like i just yeah don't know what they're doing with it i don't know what they're suggesting here I, yeah and i think that's yeah that's what i put down and say what did joss think was yeah. going on in this scene because it's not i if it was intended to be kind of sexy well yeah, or if it was intended to be, we're criticised by the script. It doesn't come. It's through not clear. We're not. Yeah, because he doesn't like. He hasn't get and he doesn't kind of. Afterwards, he's not. I don't know. Nothing comes of it. Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't. No, it's not. It's not clear enough whether we're supposed to be accepting this, criticising it, mm. watching it as voyeurs. What? What is? Yeah, why is he showing us this and why is it? Because it's not, so... you know, it's, I mean, it's a fact these things, these like dynamics happen and like she's, yeah, they're, they're sort of playing out that thing. And, and like, there is kind of some suggestion he's got this kind of internal conflict of he wants to rescue women, but he's also like really muscly and kind of macho. And he, I don't know, it's like, but it's the fact that they play it so that she likes it. And then they yeah, have like it's just... the, the scene afterwards, like the next day, she's like, oh, I really enjoyed last night. Like, I don't know if I could do it all the time, but and he's just like, yeah. Like, so he's disappointed. <laughs> so he's like horrified of himself, but it's not enough. It's not enough. It's like, yeah. It's got that kind of, yeah, he knows it's wrong, but does it anyway. But it's just, yeah. And I, do, I do think, I don't know who directed this episode. Should we look? I, I, I do think from a um it it's very male gaze and like that kind of thing goes so unnoticed until you see something done differently so if that was female gaze that scene it would play out so differently so you could have the same scene and you wouldn't yeah. necessarily need to talk about it any differently but it's like from the perspective of him and like it's just like I just like as a woman watching it it's quite frightening and I feel like if it's supposed to be frightening well then why because <laughs> presume are we supposed to be frightened of Dullard like we're supposed to think he's a hero aren't we I don't know the episode director is called Elodie Keen that sounds like a woman Elodie Elodie yeah <laughs> Depends how many women they have in the writing. They have quite a few women in the writing team. Yeah, it's credits writers as Joss Whedon, Jane Espenson. Oh, Jace Espen and Jane Espenson. Sharon. What for this episode? Oh, Jane. That's interesting. I mean, she's the big one from Buffy, isn't she? She did lots of the classic episodes. 
Yeah, that's what it's got as the written by mm. credits on the episode in IMDb. Maybe then they are trying. Maybe it's the editing and it just hasn't come across. It just maybe, didn't quite. It just didn't work. And like maybe it's because yeah. it's a longer arc for him. And so what they're trying to imply is something more sinister. But it, in this episode, it was just frightening and nasty to watch. And I didn't like it. And I just want him to go away. <laughs> um, so then we're cutting to horse, back to horse riding. It, she, uh, she's got yeah, riding a horse like in, she's in a 19th century novel. <laughs> um, yeah, in the flying, middle of the night. In the middle of the night, her hair flying, looking <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and then Nicholas Brendan has figured it out. So, like, so why did he kiss her then? If he figured it out, or perhaps he didn't kiss her and he didn't figure it out. In time. I, I think he, I think they cover that off. I think he says, "I didn't figure it out until after I'd kissed yeah. you." Don't worry. <laughs> He's still not as grossed out as he should be about the fact maybe, that maybe he's done that. maybe he figured it out when she overacted vomiting when he tried to kiss her. Yeah, and then they have a conversation about she's he's like I know about the dollhouse mum and, and she's just like oh okay and then and then she's just like uh she's sort of creeped out by it but then she's kind of like okay by it like oh everybody does it and it's like oh okay so you just use it for prostitution oh that's fine then <laughs> yeah yeah. That's fine. You're just buying women. Of course, that's your right. It's your right as an entitled man. What the fuck? <laughs> and he's a horrible gambler. Yeah. Um, but she, but he gives a sob story. <laughs> I put this there like, and then she kind of moves on. It's like, oh, okay. It's clearly not you that killed me then. And it's like, I just put down his alibi is he's a bit wet. <laughs> he's just kind of like sobs a bit. And then she's like, oh, you're fine. Then you would, you're just, like, what? <laughs> in what way does that rule him out <laughs> i don't know also there's only a smallish number of dolls so wouldn't people recognize them yeah that's the that's like kind of um poetic license veronica mars and yeah. notice and things like that it's kind of like <laughs> my disguise is i've put a different shirt on <laughs> veronica mars's disguises are the best she just put, she has this like whole closet of <laughs> like now I'm a like anime girl now I'm a stupid even better in that word of honor in that Chinese drama their disguises in that hilarious they're just like I've just put, I've just drawn a sort of crayon moustache on my face and beard <laughs> and no one now no one knows who I am it's like Really? It's the kind of su- Superman Put a thing. hat on. He puts his glasses on and he's Clark Kent. Um, horrible. <laughs> I've read horrible horse moments. <laughs> and then, why? So she's riding the horse in the middle of the night. And then weirdly, Victor turns up in the middle of the night as well. And I don't really understand Brendan. the Everyone. timing of this scene at all. <laughs> Maybe it's not the middle right. of the night. Maybe it's just dark. Yeah. Oh God, it's so tropical. Wait. Then you're like, oh no, the tropical cookie is the baddie. Um, and I didn't remember the outcome. And he starts of this like smashing. Yes. Smashing things and this, this like makes sense to me. Weird and psycho. Because like, kind of has some kind of. What's he doing? Some kind of breakdown and just yes, <laughs> goes, a, goes a bit. Um, see hold red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum. Shining. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then and I'm like, want? I've written, oh, what's wrong with the gel? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess a friend is dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so lost for plot in this episode. I was like, why is she singing what, in the dark? Oh, yeah. yeah. Her oh, best friend's yeah. just died. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I just then, put, oh, dramatic denouement time. Yeah, and she's it's telling... Like, it's dark, and one of them's flipping out, and the dramatic music pumps up. Yeah. And it's nearly the end of the episode. And then Boyd is like, are you aware that Topher's... Are you aware of Topher? She's like, I'm, I allow him uh, this time every year. Loneliness yeah. leads to nothing good. Yes, we see him on there. And we see in the background on the CCTV, Sierra giving him a birthday cake. It's just a little, and they just have a mouthful. It's a tiny little cake, and they break it in half. Oh, so this is the note I had. Like, it's like people don't care the way they use the dollhouse and the way they're just like, the way that her son is like, oh, I knew, I figured out it was you. Um, And then they just have a conversation like, this is perfectly normal. It's like they don't care about bodies, which is just not very human. Like everybody yeah. does. Like you can't get over the fact of someone just looking completely different. Like you're not just like, oh, yeah. well, I know it. Like, I think um, Joss has a thing about that actually, though, because that comes up a lot in. Does it come into Firefly ever? Body switches or anything? Because in Buffy, it comes in a few times uh, yeah. where Buffy and Faith switch and. Um, I think Willow gets trapped in a different thing and Xander as well. And they're like, the, the whole thing is like, can't you see it's me? Oh, Giles yeah. gets stuck in a like demon body. And um, Glory, Glorificus. And Glory, yes. The whole ben Glory, glory. Ben thing. And, ben uh... is Glory, Glory is Ben, Ben is Glory. <laughs> the buffering thing. They're like, wait, so are you saying <laughs> Ben is Glory? <laughs> but um. Yeah, that, so they're like, you know, you're supposed to like look in someone's eyes and just know it's them. I think it's maybe yeah. like a sort of, you know, we shouldn't be judged on what we look like kind of thing. But I don't know. It's a bit far Yeah. It's a bit kind of matrix as well, isn't it? Mm. True self and your self image and things. Mm. I actually remember nothing about the matrix. People quote it all the time. And all, <laughs> I, all I remember is there is no spoon. And Keanu doing some martial arts. I literally nothing. Well, the one of the things about it in the Matrix with the body image thing is that um, both the writers later came out as trans. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was kind of everyone after everyone once that happened, everyone was like, Oh, well, that's a heavy-handed metaphor. Now we see what. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So the whole thing is about being being in the wrong body and your real body. Oh, is it? I don't remember. <laughs> there's, I mean, not the whole thing, but there's strands of it in the writing. I thought it was um, um, a parallel. And I think more world. so in the, I think more so in, I think it was a like graphic novel or something first. And I think. Yeah, it was. There's more bits about that and. Uh, people looking different inside and outside the matrix and things okay um, I, thought, I thought it was like there's another world and you slip into the parallel world so you're we're all in a simulation yeah that's it and you get out into the real world take the black pill and the red pill so i do remember something about it green pill and uh, blue pill <laughs> blue pill <laughs> hands of blue and two by um, two uh yeah, and Leo says, why, why do my eyes hurt? And he says, because you've never used them before. <laughs> Trippy. 
but I was just thinking the kind of the the yeah body swapping and things like mm. that. Um, certainly a thing of you know dysmorphia and yeah self image and things like that. Um, kind of yeah. yeah. Maybe Joss has I, some self-image. Yeah, I wonder if Joss has some body image issues on those people that have or something, and it's yeah. That's hmm. why it's a theme that he thinks about. Yeah. Um. So, uh, oh no, it's Nicholas Brendan that did it. Sorry, that's uh, yes. the way I can think of him. Um, the, and dub- the double bluff is blown. It's so eatable. He's like, oh mother. <laughs> and then and then i'm sure like they have a whole discussion about there's no guns in the house and then suddenly somebody blows the door off with a gun also tropical cookie fucking hell this fight is insane like (laughs) it reminded me of the i probably said it before but there's a crazy ex-girlfriend episode where they two of the characters have a fight these two men and they're like have a whole song about it about how um this is what a fight (laughs) like not on the teeth like a not choreographed fight looks like so they do a fight where they they have them real what it'd be like really where they're like there's no sounds there's no sound effects of like this boom you know it's just sort of slaps and they kind of don't even get any punches in they're just kind of like ow and like sort of pinching (laughs) each other pushing each other away and then it cuts to like different dance types of fighting so they've got like martial arts and then they've got like um ballet and they've got like loads of different styles of like fighting um but then yeah in interspersed with this sort of like noises you know like just crap like but this is like so like over the top that it it, you know because sometimes you're like okay well yeah you've got to add those sound effects in your it just does look ridiculous and sound ridiculous but this is so over the top like boom Elijah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean really and they're rolling all around the room as well aren't they <laughs> yeah it's just so over the top um actually we just watched last night the Hunger Games the first film oh so good I hadn't seen before yeah it's very good um yeah I like them um but the I did think the last I mean it didn't help that we were watching it recorded off it wasn't in HD and the dark scenes look a bit blurry on cheaper tv channels um but the final fight scene where they're like on top of the cornucopia thing and they're just kind of like throwing each other around it was just a bit kind of like what what's going on because the the male actors all look exactly the same that kind of generic bland hunky american actor that I don't find attractive at all. And they're like, here are our attractive leads. And they all look inter- interchangeable. Do you, not, um, do you not find the guy from back home attractive? He's hot. <laughs> no? Like not, oh, sorry. I get them confused. They're both from back home. The the one that doesn't go to the Hunger Games. No? No, he's still, I, still too bland. kind of interchangeable. But he's like <laughs> tall and dark-haired and nice. The other one's very bland. Yeah, but yeah, I, but yeah, I agree, so I agree, I agree. They're fighting, the Peter and Cato or whatever are fighting on top of the thing, and they're both just kind of generic American football-shaped people bouncing each other back and forth across this thing, and you're just kind of like, what? I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking of it in the, the fight, the bedroom fight at the end of this, yeah. this episode, a bit like that, they're just kind of rolling around being fighty yeah and then we and the, get 
drunken William. Whiskey, whiskey actor drinking. Actor, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Blunders in. Whiskey drinker. Doesn't he save the day? No, he just goes, what? He blunders in and says, what's going on here? And they're like, call an ambulance. He's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Blunders off again. Go get some more whiskey. Um, And then we got Echo in a very nice gold dress. I think I said it last time. And then we get this most ridiculous plot line (laughs) where it's like, I know what we'll do. We'll plant a note that's so obviously forged, but it's not forged because you can forge your own handwriting really well because you're you. But it's still forged and really implausible and it will miraculously turn up. Predicting the time and manner of your own murder but somehow you didn't tell anybody. You just left a revised will writing the person who was about to murder you out rather than like running away or calling the police or telling your husband or any of the things that you might do if you knew when you were going to get murdered. I don't... Why has he done it? Okay, he's in debt, but like, what? Doesn't seem like enough motivation. Because he had a, an unhappy childhood. This <laughs> is weird. Um, um, and we cut to, ugh, I don't even want to say it, Dullard in the shower, having abuser guilt, possibly, yeah. I don't know. or Washing not, his sins away. Or doing something else. And realising um, <laughs> he's become one of them. Is that what you think it clients. is? Well, because she says, aren't you going to try and track down any dollhouse clients and he said oh. i found one and he's like he's become one i don't think he's and it's he clear knows. that he's thinking that it's just that he's found one he's like yeah i know who you are like well he's not saying that to her but no like, she's, she says clients i think oh. i might be wrong dolls isn't it because he's found one as in her right know. actually i didn't yeah, write maybe. this down so i don't remember but yeah mm. he's doing a whole kind of lady macbeth all these with his hands never be clean washing himself, possibly. Or just just wants to see him in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get him naked? Is there a possibility <laughs> in this episode? Yeah. Um, maybe if at the end well, he just has a shower. He just has a shower. I don't it's it's just necessary. We just need it for the plot. <laughs> All right. If you just take your shirt off. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then we cut to like Echo as Margaret in the chair. She's come back, and Dewitt's like, "Are you not tempted to stay?" And I don't know what she says back. I can't... No. <laughs> yeah, she gets her final goodbyes. Yeah, and Dewitt yeah. has Dewitt loses her friend again. Mm. I mean, was it really worth it? Oh, wait, but she we... got to write all the notes to her children and but husband missed... and things saying how much she loved her, loved we, them. We missed the bit with the, the talk with Tropical Cookie. I somehow didn't write any of that down. Yeah. She, so yes, Margaret has a conversation. He's standing by the horses. And the horses. And um, she gives him, she says, she loved you a lot or something. Oh, I can't remember what he says. Yeah, and produces another forged note <laughs> for him to read. <laughs> Which... Presumably says, I, I love you a lot. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it just doesn't work that plot device. I just, I just don't buy it at all. Stupid. Uh, what would you do? I mean, you would want to go back, wouldn't you, and punish the person? But I think that's she with the notes. She's not time traveling. That's the thing. If it's time no. traveling, you can stop it happening. But yeah, and I know. Yeah, and I wrote down this kind of time travel style gag. She yeah. goes. She writes the note, and the the daughter's like, "That doesn't sound like her." And the next line is, "I know you'll think this doesn't sound like me." <laughs> um, but. But it is her, though. That's one of those that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you do? It could just have so been if, written a bit if more. If you had killed me, <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh, she killed herself." Is that what they think? No, had a heart attack. Gemma had a heart attack, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think that's right. And I go, I go into someone else's body, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, we met in Paris." Uh, <laughs> we were really good friends. I mean, that's quite plausible, actually. And you'd be like, oh, "All right." Um, and then, <laughs> and then somehow I find out that it's you. How would I tell people? Wouldn't you just tell people? Wouldn't you find a way to have some ev- get some evidence? Because it's not going to stand up in court anyway. That's, yeah, I don't. Yeah, the note thing doesn't work. I think you could do set them up. You just set them up to to commit yeah. to confess somehow you should tail them and like i don't know it it would have been better yeah, if she a, i don't know and the the notes to the loved ones thing would make sense if you did like a diary mm. you could yeah. fake a diary yeah because the, right, the thing that's weird about the letters things. is like they're all conveniently written like two <laughs> days before the murder. Which is, it's like Which is really creepy. That would make you feel worse if you were left behind. You were like, why was she yeah. writing these letters? She must have known she was going to be murdered. That's really yeah. weird. And that's just really odd that she then didn't, didn't tell anybody. So it's not like kind of, you know, as she lay dying, she scribbled something. It's like <laughs> two days blood. later, she sat down with some nice, nice-headed notepaper and wrote in neat flowing handwriting letters to all her loved ones. And then just went about her life for two days. And, and then, then died. died. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then a but friend kind of turned up. Just and... make it like, actually. Also, why like, would the like friend have this letter? And... Why would the friend have this letter? Oh, yeah. I know that you have been here and I've just turned up, but I have a letter from her to you. Yeah. That I found in your bedroom. <laughs> In your dead wife's bedroom. Also, why aren't they bothered that she's staying in the their mum's bedroom and wearing her clothes? No, she doesn't because she does. She blunders into his room oh. at one point and she's like, really, is it really awkward? Oh, yeah. Because um, her son's just tried to kiss her. And then she blunders into, oh, no, is that when she tries to chat him up to test him? But anyway, she's like, oh, I lost my way. And I think the implication is mm. she kind of wanders into her own bedroom without thinking about it. It's like, oh, wait, that's not my bedroom because mm, I'm not supposed okay. to be me. But she's in the house. But yeah, somehow she's the one to find all these convenient notes. <laughs> Rather than like planting them 
for someone else to find but at least yeah. when somebody had found them and had more belief in them say like, oh look i have produced all these forgeries for you out of nowhere please take them to court and convict this man it's not even worth it just you could just be like she she called me a lot and she told me how much she loved you that would be enough don't need to yeah forge a letter or like write a letter to you as the friend so she could have written a letter imagining that margaret had written to this person yeah saying you know i've met tropical cookie and he's so lovely and I, yeah. I love him so much and you'd be like i think you might like to have this because you know yeah that would work you were, maybe yeah. that's what it is she didn't say what the letter was no but the one to like the children was like yeah. i've written a new will and i yeah. really like you after all and i'm sorry i was so distant while mm. i was alive i mean i still am alive i might not be <laughs> i mean dollhouse what dollhouse also, like, oh wait, we all know about the dollhouse. That's fine, Mom. So he's just going to get away with it, essentially. The son. He's not going to get punished, but at least she knows. No, they can get him it. for. They can get him for assaulting. Assault. Yeah, but they could also get a trouble. He would just come back with a countersuit, like Tropical Cookie was fucking tacking. He, him was, he was going a bit psycho with the horse thing. Yeah, with some mysterious farming implement. Yeah, but I, which I didn't understand that bit because if he wasn't bad, like, why was he doing that? Why did he go so apeshit? It's like one of these things where they have Mad like red herrings, grief. but it's like they have red herrings. But then when you find it out, you're like, well, then that red herring doesn't make sense because why would they have done that? Because you can see it yeah, while it's going because you want to think that it's a baddie. But then you're like, but why would they then? Like, if he's just a nice, gentle man, like, why would he fucking? Are we nearly at the end of season one yet? <laughs> we are. We have two more episodes of the proper season and then the weird day extra out. episode. It's a bit of a episode off from the plot arcs. That, I guess that's why it had such a short cold open. It was quite standalone. Yeah. I don't know if that if there was some if there was a particular reason for that in terms of like when it aired or yeah. just that. In terms of the pace of the series, given that yeah. you're getting towards the end of the series, yeah, it's, it's kind like of it's a kind of a lull. There. It doesn't develop anything. No. So Ballard convinces the FBI woman, maybe, in that slightly. But she's done something scene. she shouldn't have, so there's nothing she but can do about it anyway. It's kind of and there's no you could evidence. easily have put that scene at the beginning of the next episode. It doesn't really progress anything. But it doesn't help him because there's no evidence no. that she's done something illegal, so she can't use it anyway. Um, um, we find out Topher is lonely, but okay. Yeah, so we get um, a bit more character background on Topher and DeWitt, but we kind of already knew that. It's quite yeah. sweet, it's well written, but it's interesting. It's a bit treading water in terms of yeah, longer strange. term plot. Um, I suppose it feels like the kind of we... episode you might have in a much longer series, in one that's like, I mean, you get like 26 episode seasons, and mm. yeah, they just have to have to have some episodes that are just standalone it feels a bit like one of those but it's actually quite a short for american yeah. tv yeah very short quite a american. short season so to have an episode like that as episode 10 is interesting hmm. even though we hate it the most significant thing is the the ballard thing because 
although they didn't do it very well. And it might be an editing thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll that's try true. and give so them a tiny that, bit of credit because it, what it's showing is he now knows. We already knew that that happened in another episode. He now knows that Melly's a doll, but not only that, he's crossing lines and he's crossed more lines. Yeah. And knowing as I do what comes up, I wonder if it, we are supposed to be starting to dis- question him and dislike him more and more because actually, yeah, he's so not that the hero the... charging in. It's like, oh, do we even want him to come into the dollhouse at this point? Because now he's really close, right? And we know that they know about him because DeWitt and someone had a conversation. Um, the one that was sent to the uh, Dominic, first name, last name, had a conversation yeah. about him. And so DeWitt's aware of him. I think she's luring him in and he's almost there. He's about to find it anyway, isn't he? How hard can it be? Mm-hmm. Well, given how many people seem to know about it. Exactly. Well. And loads of people use it. How do they know about it? How do they use it? How do they, like, how does anyone know about it? How do they get any clients if it's so underground? Yeah. And yet they've got loads of clients. And yet an FBI agent can't find it. And he's been on the case for like years. That doesn't make any sense. Because when clients, um, get an active they go in don't they they sit in DeWitt's office yeah they go and have a chat about their needs it's not even like you don't go to the house it's like because it could be that they just send an active out to you although that does seem to happen sometimes oh do you think people don't actually do you think the only people that come in and drink the tea are like really important people because if you think of the one, the motorbike guy, he doesn't come in, does he? For a meeting with DeWitt. He just, she just gets taken out on the assignment. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do often see them in the car park being. So they must have like. Collected what, and dropped off by their A number handlers. that you call? A website? <laughs> like Deliveroo? 1 800 <laughs> fake people. <laughs> I mean, just don't know how you access it. It's very weird. Thus endeth haunted. Thus endeth today's lesson. Thus endeth today's lesson, uh, which is don't... Don't go to your own funeral. Don't go to your own funeral. But do marry a tropical cookie. Tropical (laughs) tropical cookie. Because he was lovely, really. Even if he did go a psycho. Wasn't a very good representation of men in this episode. Maybe boys. No. Topher was quite. So, yeah, we didn't even cover the thing of him being pissed off that he'd left her the horses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, the horse bit. We just glossed mm, over but... it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're plot. not interested in the horses. <laughs> we're not interested in any of it. Oh, Lord. Well, <laughs> what, a good, what a good coverage we're giving of this, this series. Right. It's quite interesting, isn't it? You can imagine like, somebody else doing podcast and just picking up on the entirely different yeah. things say like you're missing all the things that we've that we've yeah. got and then start, yeah somebody might tell us it's like getting really interested in all the horse storyline and uh, right i'm going to go and, go and check your fish interior what's it oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> uh in anterior anterior insular cortex <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to go and drink a tasty glass of whiskey (laughs) on camera.
<laughs> practice my whiskey drinking. Practice your whiskey drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up on set and say, try to practice too much. Or maybe I'll go and um, nuzzle some shirts. Oh. Right. <laughs> on that note, fairly well. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.